This is the I Read Comic Books Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin. With me this week, two fantastic human beings. I'm joined by Brian Murray. Hello. And Renee Rodriguez. Sorry, what's up? <laughs> Thank you for paying attention, Renee. It's, we've only been off for five weeks. You know, I just <laughs> welcome back. We're back. We're here to talk about comic books. And, you know, I'm I'm very excited to be back. I've been itching like usually before we go to the summer. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm fucking done with this show. But this last month, I've been like, I need this podcast in my life more than anything in the entire world. So we're back. I'm very excited. I apologize if you guys can hear the background noise. My neighbors are having a good time this Sunday morning as we record. So uh, if there's music in the background, I'm sorry. But you know what? Let me let me just go into the thing that I'm used to doing on the show, which is ask one question or two questions, which is how have you been and how have comic books been? Let's start with you, Brian. Uh, I've been pretty good. You know, can't complain. Um, been uh, playing a lot of Lego Batman 3. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, I, I, for some reason, love those Lego games. I could not explain to somebody why, but they just, like... <laughs> I think that like the gratification cycle is perfect for like the way my brain works. Like I'm, I'm rewarded in all the right moments that it just like keeps me in my chair playing. Right. Seeing all those Lego bricks like fly up to the top of your screen every time you break something. I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, comics wise, I haven't read a whole lot lately, um, but I did. I did uh, re up my my Shun and Jump subscription for today's oh, nice. episode. And so I read uh, uh, Kaiju number eight, uh, chapters one through five. Um, it's a pretty fun, uh, pretty fun manga so far. It's about this guy who wants to fight Kaiju, but he keeps failing the test. So instead, he's part of the cleanup crew. Like it's his job to dispose of the corpses. Uh, okay. And then through the course of the first issue or first two issues. Uh, gets infected by some kind of parasite and gets turned into a kaiju. So uh, great. <laughs> I'm wondering if if there's going to be some like some like black suit Spider Man thing because he's like a like a man sized kaiju and he can turn back into his his normal self. So he's he's trying to use these powers to help fight the kaiju. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a thing where like his his kaiju nature is going to surge up on him. He's going to have to fight that off. But I think we'll we'll see where that goes. The other thing I read was uh, I finally caught up on My Hero Academia. Yo! Uh, which, yeah, common common staple on this show, I think. Um, some of these action sequences in the last 20-odd volumes were very hard to follow. Yes, so, I agree. Like, it's... Uh, I, maybe it's just because I'm used to watching the anime, and it's it's so much easier to track like who's doing what, where, when in in that medium but i i had no fucking idea like who was fighting who in some places like I there's definitely scenes that involve like characters like dobby or uh endeavor like where you're kind of just like there's so much explosion and fire i can't really find a face in this panel <laughs> so like i totally understand that yeah and i think part of it too is that this is another like in in, in the most recent issues there's been uh a mass hero assembly, basically like a ton of heroes from all over the place are joining up to, to take on whatever. And, and so there's, <laughs> you know, 50, 60 characters you have to try and keep track of now. And mm-hmm. like, you know, some of them look kind of similar. It's yeah. 
and I'm I'm not making like the the age old all anime characters look the same complaint. Just like when you have that many characters, some of them are going to have similar design choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey Brian, really I quick. Mean, um, well, I think Renee, before you you start to like slap Brian around about plot, I think he's trying not to spoil things. Let's no, go with no, that. No, I, well, I, okay. I actually had okay. nothing to do with that. I'm climbing off my anime manga weeaboo high horse for the moment um i was just gonna ask if you meant you actually meant the last 20 volumes or did you mean the last 20 chapters uh i meant the last 20 chapters okay i was just curious because there's only like 24 volumes out of the series so i was just asking <laughs> yeah that would have been a lot the detail that brian's like you know the first like four volumes i was really there and then the last 20 i'm just really confused and all the fighting scenes <laughs> No, that is that is my my simple Western brain only knowing issues and volumes. Mm. Okay. Um, well, speaking of you, Renee, um, how have you been? How have comic books been? Well, you know, I've got a uh, smoothie in front of me, so things are going well at the moment. Uh, <laughs> and now that it's done, things are instantly horrible. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, comics are always good. I've been buying a lot of uh, digital manga. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that in itself is probably a problem um, that I don't know how to rein in. But, you know, we we move on. I've also tried to uh, lately move out of the box that I've put myself in where I, you know, I mainly have read Jump since I was like 15 Mm-hmm. So I decided to try and uh, read some different stuff because I only really stuck with uh, shonen or senin stuff. So I decided to start reading some shoujo manga recently. Um, and I read uh, this manga called Perfect World, and I read volumes one through nine. Um, and this story is by uh, – story and art by Rie Aruga. And the it's a story of, uh, that develops about uh, an interior designer – and an architect, and the architect uh, happens to be uh, in a wheelchair, and it's about their their romance, uh, how it develops between the two of them. And um, I think it's a very well written story. The art is fantastic. The story is inc- the story is emotional as shit, dude. Um, but it's a really good series. I highly recommend it. Um, you know, if you've got the time. I've also picked up this series called The Way of the House Husband. Uh, I read volume oh. three. I love the crap out of this. I take it, I I take it Mike knows about it. Brian, have you heard I of this? I love this book. I love this book. Yeah, I'm familiar <laughs> with it just from watching Mike enthuse about it. Oh, man. Sorry, art by uh, Kosuke Ono. And uh, it's a story about a former Yakuza captain who is now a house husband. And he takes the seriousness of the Yakuza to... Everything from, you know, buying groceries to, you know, doing the laundry and even killing a cockroach. And honestly, it the seriousness of every silly thing is absolutely fantastic. You know, I, I can't recommend this series enough. And I also read Kaiju number eight, um, Brian. So, I mean, yeah, I agree with what Brian said. It's a good series. I like it so far. And... The last thing that I read this week was Blue Exorcist Chapter 123, story and art by Kazuhi Kato, and the battle between the uh, Yukimura brothers, Ren and Yukio, has just continued this month, and 
uh, for those of you that don't know, Blue Exorcist is about a young uh, boy and his twin brother who are raised in an orphanage that's run by priests. And then uh, the main character, Rin, finds out that he's actually the son of Satan and that he uh, is potentially going to be overtaken by Satan one day unless he learns to control his demonic powers. And then uh, he joins a uh, religious order that also hunts demons and turns out his brother Yukio is a part of it. And uh, it used to be a weekly series and now it's a monthly series and it's pretty good. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I've been reading. What about you, Mike? I have been reading quite a bit. Mostly I've been reading one piece. I'll be completely honest. Um, I'm up to chapter six thirty nine, So that's my one piece update for this week. Um, I just want to say Way of the House Husband might be the funniest manga I've ever read, period. It's it's so good. If you haven't checked this out, go grab it on Comixology. It will change the way you think about everything because it is so funny. And you also kind of then want like a full-blown like story about the Yakuza. But at the same time, this book is fantastic. That book's amazing. Um, I did read Far Sector 1 through 7. This is N.K. Jemison with art by uh, Jamal Campbell. Um, a new a new Green Lantern sojourner, a.k.a. Joe Mullen, is sent out in the far reaches of space to the city of Enduring, a space station composed of three very, very specific alien races brought together by a shared violent history. And they need Joel for Joe for one reason, to solve a murder, something that's very new to this oddly stable civilization. Um, if you aren't reading this book, um, I highly, highly implore you to pick up what might be the most important book DC has published in probably the last 20 years, period. Um, it is so... It is so relevant right now for a book that came out last November. It is astounding how relevant it is today um, in terms of what's happening in this the, like political climate of the United States, uh, specifically around like police brutality and the way that basically black Americans have been treated. It's, it's something that is not new to black folks, but it is something that I think is new to folks like me, like a white guy. I, I am just not aware of how prevalent some of these things are. And NK Jemison writing a book about that right now is incredible. Um, I think you all should check this out. That's not just what far sector is because it's, it is a character study about this brand new um, Green Lantern character, um, Joe Mullen, and her coming to try to solve this murder and the complications around finding a murderer in a society where emotion has been suppressed. That's kind of like the hook on this book. Um, and so you find out about the various folks that make up this giant space station known as the City of Enduring. Um, and from there, the, the plot just gets incredibly complicated as all of the major players start to actually find their place in the story. And there's twists and turns and revelations and love and and romance and um, anger and fury. And it's it's all over the board. And it's so wonderful that it all keeps coming back to this idea of there being no emotion or suppressed emotion on this space station. Um but this, the story is fantastic. I really, really think everybody, if you read number one and are not hooked, um, I would like to have a conversation with you. But it, this is one of those Mike Rapp and Guarantee books where if you don't, if you read number one and you don't like it, I will refund you the money over PayPal or Venmo or something. So you hit me up on Twitter and I'll make that happen. But anyways, Jamal Campbell's art for this book is unbelievable i have never seen a book so pretty like if we're talking about books that floored me as much as the art in this book does i'm talking like mr miracle uh fraction and ahas uh uh hawkeye uh like 
you may not be a fan of Alex Ross's art, but his pages in his art is very beautiful in a lot of ways, I think. Um, and this is the, where Jamal Campbell's art is. It, every single page is picturesque and beautiful. And when he does two-page spreads, you kind of want to fall over. Um, like I'm kicking myself for not having a physical copy of this book, which is why I know that when it comes out, I'm buying it in trade, period. I, there's no questions. I'm pre-ordering it. I don't care what the cost is. Um, I might even go for the hardcover. Um, I know it's 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 insane. But uh, the one thing I'll say about this, Joe Mullen as a character, she is complex. She is she is fully explored. Every piece of her character is is defined. And the more this story goes on, the more you feel like this is a real person. Uh, I feel like she's very strongly modeled after um, Janelle Monet in the art. And so, like, I already love that. But uh, yeah, I really, really, really love everything about this character she's so touching she's she's got passion that simmers under her skin um revealing itself in wonderful moments of touching emotion and she's designed in my mind to be the coolest green lantern you've ever seen i love everything about her so if you're not reading far sector please please go pick this book up i guarantee you you will be satisfied it is fantastic and as someone who really doesn't read a lot of green lantern um doesn't necessarily find that the idea of green lantern is very exciting this book is is beautiful um and it's it's amazing uh, Mike, really, how could somebody be cooler than Kyle Rayner? <laughs> uh, you know, Brian, it's that's a question um, experts other than myself will have to answer. Um, I thought nobody liked Kyle Rayner. I thought everybody yeah, talked that about was, that was the joke. Oh, I was like, everybody yeah, talks that's... about Hal Jordan and fucking John Stewart and Guy Gardner. And yes. Um, I like anyways, Kyle Rayner. Fuck you, Brian. All right, Renee. All right. Just listen, Renee. We're going to have to put you in a corner really quick. Just don't even. Um, but really quick, let me let me just talk about a couple other books. I read Hedra. This is uh, by Jesse Lonergan. Uh, Lonergan, I'm, excuse me. Uh, it's a one shot that will bend your mind in half. It's a uh, space is vast and we are but a morsel in it. And this book is a play on sci-fi while also using the comic medium as an experimental surface. I'm pretty sure everybody on comics Twitter was talking about this when it came out like two weeks ago. But I just wanted to mention it because... For a one-shot that's oversized, um, I can't believe that Image published this. This looked like something that I would have to buy special order from like a French publisher. There's no way that a book like this should come out in the West, and yet it did. So um, here's to more experimental one-shots coming from bigger publishers. I'm all about it. Um, and then I want to run through a huge list of books that I read over the past month because we've been off for a month, folks. And you know what? We still read a lot of other comics. Um, I read Incredible Doom number two through six. Uh, this is a comicsology submit series that I found out comes get comes printed in these really beautiful little pocket sized books. So I bought all of those. It's, it's a fantastic book about growing up on the early Internet. Um, I read Time Paradox Ghost Rider up through the current. Uh, I just want to shout that out for our Discord folks because we've been reading it as a family and it's really, really fun. Sunday becomes like what happened in Time Paradox Ghost Rider Day, which I really like. Um, Chew number one by uh, John Lehman and uh, the artist whose name I didn't write down. Uh, this is a, another story in the Chew universe. This is CHU number one. Um, I read Harley Quinn, Black and White and Red, number one through six on recommendation from Danny. Uh, this is honestly pretty good. There's like two of these six issues that I didn't really care for, but on the whole, I really liked it. Um, for Molly, number one and two, I just want to shout that out because we have an interview with Gabe Cheng that's coming out as a bonus minisode in the next week or so. So get ready for that. He wrote that series. Um, I read Folklords, number one through five. This is by Matt Kent. Uh, and Matt Smith. Uh, this miniseries is just okay. Sometimes miniseries are just okay. Um, I read X Factor number one. 
was kind of disappointed in how clunky this issue was, but I understand that it's all for setup. So I'm going to keep reading it. And that's that's my quick update. I know I talked bad about an X-Men book that everyone loves. So <sighs> come at me, I guess. Um, comic books are coming out on August 12th, 2020. I want to know what you guys are excited about this week. I'm going to toss over to you, Renee. I'm excited for the sixth chapter of a new series called Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin. Uh, story and art by Ruhei Tamura. Uh, this is the creator of Beelzebub. Um, uh, for those of you who know what that is, I'm assuming that Brian and Mike both don't. Um, don't. Uh, Beelzebub is a very weird comic, which was about a uh, delinquent who went to a delinquent high school who becomes the protector of uh, a new demon lord who uh, he's like the prince of the underworld and he's supposed to eventually destroy the world, but he, you know, has to grow up into a proper demon first. So he's being cared for, um, by a delinquent cause he's really strong. Um, and it's a really weird series. It's kind of funny, but, uh, this is the new series by the creator of that. And it is about a hard boiled cop who is transferred to a little Island. And his, uh, his name is a pun on shark. And then he gets partnered with a, uh, with a dolphin. And like you do. Yeah. And they start, you know, having to deal with um, water crimes or ocean crimes, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100 percent serious. And it's it's as goofy as it sounds. And it is also it is also fantastic. It is so wonderfully weird. And it's the perfect example of why I love manga, because there are no rules. You just kind of have to pick it up and run with it. Um I think in a lot of Western books, you you know, there's so much logic and I'm like, you know what? I don't want that. I want it to be absolutely weird. And mm-hmm. you know what? Because it, it takes it and there's, you know, even the last chapter, even chapter five, they were like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And it sounded really, really simple. And then they turned it on its head in the most fantastic way. And it's, the art is fantastic. It's so silly and so serious. I love this book. Um, I'm also going to give a quick shout out to uh, Mission Yuzakura Family, Chapter 46. Uh, you should read that series because it's fantastic. Story and art by Hitsuji Gondaira. Um, and that's what I'm excited for this week. Okay. I, I was. I, I feel like my brain turned off for half a minute and you started talking about the Beelzebub story. I did. And I was like, I thought this was about a cop. I totally get it. Um. <laughs> oh, well, because it's like, it's a hard-boiled cop and dolphin. It's so incredibly yeah. weird. But it's like, if yeah. you've read Beelzebub or if you've seen the anime, you're like, somehow this feels less odd, but also like, at the same time, you know, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a logical next step for that creator. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is what I what I love is that the you know, it's it's very fun and it's very kind of like easy to grasp, but the art goes from really silly to super well detailed, you know, in from panel to panel. And mm-hmm. I think I think that, you know, Ryuhei Tamara is just, you know, a master of his craft it's it's a wonderful series i'm really excited i hope it runs for a very long time or if it doesn't i hope that it's still a fun ride gotcha what about you brian what are you excited for this week so i'm kind of taking a chance here uh my my pick this week is something is killing the children number nine and the reason i'm saying it's taking a chance is because i have not read issues two through eight of this book um okay but issue number one uh, i thought was so good and left such a big impression on me that like th- this is almost a pick of I'm excited this comic is still going. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Like I, 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 I still need to catch up and I, I think I actually saw the first volume on Hoopla. So maybe I'll, I'll read that this afternoon. Very nice. Or maybe I'm imagining that, but. Well, I mean, either way, I, I've only heard super positive things about this book. So um, I'm excited that it's, that it's still going as well. I, I don't know. I haven't yet to sit down and read it, but I've heard very good things. Yeah, I mean the the first the first issue was was like cool and dramatic and chilling in just the right way. That it's it's a very well executed like horror comic, which is not okay. not a common thing. Yeah, for sure. What about you, uh, Mike? Yeah, for me, I am excited about a new number one. This is Big Girls number one. Written by and written and drawn by Jason Howard, who I have loved since the day I found one of his earliest comics. Um, I'm I'm excited to see Jason Howard do his own book. Um, and the premise is something like when men become giant monsters hell bent on destroying the world, only girls can stop them. Big girls, which <laughs> okay, uh, but the idea is about like kaiju sized humans fighting and kicking each other's asses, and I'm cool for that and the the last bit of description for this book is a tale that's a cross between john wick and godzilla by way of hbo's girls which even then is still kind of a seller for me because i love all three of those things unabashedly like i don't care i liked hbo's girls for the most part that might be because of my bias towards adam uh driver but that being said <laughs> be. um Okay, definitely is. Uh, but nonetheless, I am excited to see what Jason Howard is doing. I feel like someone who was probably in the marketing team for Image was like, we need to we need to sell this by doing that thing that is very common where we cross a couple things together to get people excited about a book. So regardless, I trust Jason Howard to do something really interesting with his with this series. So I'm on board for it. And just more Jason Howard art in my life. Um, I'm very, very biased. But also one thing I want to shout out is that uh, comments on League of Comic Geeks should not ever be allowed, period. I don't know why that's a thing, but it is the worst place on the internet. Worse than YouTube comments, I think, because I don't know why comic book readers are so angry and edgy, but they just they just make things bad sometimes. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm excited for. Big Girls number one. Very, very excited. Um uh, but let's uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to be talking about manga for newbies or manga for people that don't normally read manga. Or we don't associate that. We're, we gave Brian some manga to read. Um, <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to talk about that. For our show this week, we are doing a thing that we, I think, did not too long ago with Nick where we had him sit down and read some manga and in this case we had Brian sit down and read some manga not to say that Brian doesn't read manga but Renee and I wanted to try to push a couple new series on Brian and see what he thought about them because he's got such a critical eye you definitely um, picked three things that I never would have picked up on my own exactly success yeah, and I, I think that that's what we were going for here. So for this episode, we taught we had Brian read Doctor Stone number one through three, Act Age number one through three, or Act Age, whichever I don't know how you pronounce it, um, and Spy X Family number one through three. And uh, so I guess we'll just go through those in that order. Um, I had previously read Doctor Stone, so I was really interested, and I tried Spy X Family, so I had some thoughts. But Act Age was new to me. Um, 
And yeah, so I guess let's let's go into Dr. Stone. The premise of this book is, you know, something happens. It looks like there's a comet or something that causes everybody in the world to turn to stone and almost 3,700 years pass and our two main characters hatch out of stone. Um, and then the story continues in the next three um, issues. So, Brian, what did you think about Dr. Stone 1 through 3? I thought the like Dr. Stone is such an interesting premise. Like this idea of people being turned to stone, but then like waking up thousands of years in the future and having to like reestablish society. I thought that was, was really cool. Uh, my biggest hurdle in this book is that so far we have not met a single character that I've liked. Sure. Um, sure. the, the the main guy I, I forget what his name is I forgot to write it down Taiju um, or Senku Senku I think the the science guy Senku yeah yeah he's a fucking asshole <laughs> like he's the worst all he does is like is talk shit about people and I'm sure that like part of the story is him learning that. Ah, just because I'm smart doesn't mean I'm better than everybody. Yeah, I wouldn't right hold now, on to that. Right now, all he does is act like because he's smart, he's better than everybody. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, continues on like, for the rest of yeah. the series. Yeah. In fact, more of that happens, and from different characters as well. Uh, God, yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, so, Brian, <laughs> you should probably not read the rest of Dr. Stone, honestly. Yeah. You're just I, not going to have a good time. <laughs> I'll say I wasn't planning on it. And maybe part of it is because, like, when I was a sophomore in high school, I had similar thoughts bouncing around inside my head. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was also an egotistical jackass, but I grew out of it. And maybe I just don't like being reminded of those days. Sure. Uh, but yeah, like I, I really love the premise though. It's such a, I, I wish that I could get into it because I want to, I generally want to know what happens with the story. I just, wish i had a mute button for that guy yeah i I think what makes dr stone really interesting like i remembered when i sat down to read this book the same thing happened when i was reading these first three chapters they go by so quickly because there's such an interesting question that needs to be answered which is how does how does the story move forward right you know how does this story actually continue it can't just be these two guys just we're gonna figure out all these different things and i i like the way that the story approaches science is the key to everything and blah, blah, blah. And uh, it, it is, again, it's in your face, like you said, Brian, like it's, it's these egotistical, like I'm so fucking smart kinds of things. Um, if you can get past that, like this has been my experience. I got past that by just saying, okay, these guys are just going to be as as anime as possible and they're going to be as like over the top and insane as possible. Let's see where the story goes from there. And I got, I think, 25 or 30 chapters in thinking I couldn't stop. And if I remember correctly, I read those in a sitting because the story is so fast paced. It does not stop. Every time you think there's even a moment of lull, something big dramatically pushes the story forward, creates a left turn because basically what I think the creator, um, the creators of this book did is they said, all right, everything is 3,700 years in the future. Therefore we have a blank slate to do anything. Anything that comes out of left field is fine because we haven't even established what the new norm is yet. And so as the book goes on, they are establishing what that world is and what the new norm looks like. Um, And again, I only read like 30 chapters, but I was really driven by 
the constant almost like death note style chess thing that is happening with our main character characters as they try to figure out the world now we've got we do end up with extra characters in the story and there is like an arch nemesis and a villain kind of scenario that shows up in the story um but i think really what we should have done is had you read the first volume because i think there's a lot more story that gets developed in like the first 10 chapters um than what we see in the first three um but yeah, I, I I don't know what it is. This book, if you can get past that, like, I'm so smart. Look at how smart I am. Um, character flaw that this character has or character trait. Um, this book is pretty fun, but it that is the focus of the story. Like, it never gets better. Yeah, I'm part, <laughs> so, part of me is just like, like, why does his friend let him treat him like that? Because he's cause always he like, you big oaf, you fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, well, I think it's it's like he just wants to be included, right? He just is happy that his friend, who is so smart, wants to be his friend, you know? Yeah. Oh, and then never mind the 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 one female character that has a name so far has literally been objectified the whole time. Yes. Like yes. she's she's just a naked statue. That one like, does change. Um, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would have to. <laughs> Yeah, I actually think that the, I mean, it's, I think there's a development in, in the numerous um, women that are in this book, uh, but you have to kind of read a bit further beyond just the first couple of chapters yeah. to really get into the nuanced other characters that exist in this story. It's actually terrible because I don't remember the, the character that Brian's talking about. I don't remember her name because her and Taiju basically become like background characters. For yeah, the they rest they of disappear series. for the book. Yeah. <laughs> they're gone for like a good like 40 some chapters. And then mm -hmm. when they come back, like they're just it's like, oh, yeah, we knew Senku back in the day and type thing. And they there's they do have important roles still to play because later they, they, you know, they sort of have a community spoilers. Um, but there's more characters get introduced and like all these other characters become like the main focus. And it's it's kind of I thought it was really funny because when doctors I've read Doctor Stone from the beginning, and they kind of made it seem like Taiju was going to be the main character, and then he just kind of <laughs> just kind of faded into the background for every like ten chapters or so. I'm like, what? Well, where is Taiju? I don't even remember what he's doing in this moment. Yeah, um, yeah. he's supposed to be like the everyman, and then he disappears because Doctor Stone is unfortunately like the more interesting character because he's actually doing things other than just being strong yeah yeah i think that they they realized that they made their their like best friend sidekick character way more like empathetic and like so much easier to connect with than their main character I'm like oh shit we gotta we gotta get this guy out of here he's gonna <laughs> yeah. he's gonna pull too much attention away from dr smart pants yeah, yeah i think i think when they they when they introduce uh chrome later in the series like chrome becomes the uh he's chrome's kind of like the kid from camelot type sort of thing where he's you know all that information that senku is just spitting out vomits out is kind of passed on to someone who's a lot uh more empathetic and uh that you can deal with a lot easier and he's not just oh you know 10 billion percent science is awesome uh <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh man. I mean, it's so it's so over the top. Like I I think the thing that kind of sh- like whiplashed me was like going from manga like My Hero Academia, where your main character is this underdog, or reading like a Naruto, or reading like a Bleach, where like you got all these characters that are like, I'm so powerful, but I just can't find my place. And to Doctor Stone, who's like, I'm so fucking sure that this kid's gonna die right now, ten billion percent. Like if he if they took a sociopathic bent with this character, this would be the scariest manga I've ever read. Yeah, if um, he was the villain, I'd be much more interested in what's going on. Here. Okay, well then, Brian, you're gonna have to read the rest of the series because it's pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what's happening right now um, he's, he's he's a villain to people other than the reader oh no no they just introduced a new character that's exactly like him but is the villain oh good <laughs> nice does he have a mustache or a goatee no he looks almost exactly like senku uh well god damn it <laughs> then why did they even come on uh, except that he dresses in black <laughs> and he's wow. and he's american yeah um i don't know why i put on a german accent for that one. <laughs> german why is he german he's, not, he's american they're they're in america uh the reason i i think i really really like dr stone though is because it's one it's a gag manga which it's yeah. uh you know at the time that dr stone had come out uh jump hadn't been flooded with them uh, so it was really kind of interesting to see. And I thought it was re- when I first read it, I thought it was incredibly funny, like all the little stupid jokes. And then I also what what I maybe want to keep reading it was that they basically did science experiments in it. And they're like, you could actually do this, except for when they get to some more interesting stuff. They're like, you probably shouldn't do this without parental supervision or like, hey. <laughs> You know, that, well, like in the first three chapters, they make wine and they're like, you just put some grapes and raisins in the bottle. And let them sit. It's like, <laughs> like, I'm surprised there wasn't it. like, don't do this at home. I, I think that they did, don't they? Or um, I don't remember when I first started reading they it. put some sort of warning on it. I remember. Yeah, they were like, don't make wine, kids. You know, it, it's <laughs> or don't drink it until you're uh, 19 or whatever the drinking age is in Japan. Because I yeah, don't remember. 3,700. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I remember that's what I really liked about Dr. Stone was the fast pace, the the jokes, because I was, you know, everything was so serious for a hot minute in, in yeah. Jump. Um, and then I, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of one of the tropes of manga is that they're like, OK, look at this thing. Now we're going to tell you in extreme detail how it works, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think that it actually to have like. It kind of reminded me of like, you know, watching Bill Nye, except, you know, with cartoons and if Bill Nye was a narcissist, um, you know, doing I science think that's a, I think that's the perfect description. <laughs> what, what if Bill Nye was a narcissist? Like In a new stone age, you know, and there yeah, were no cameras, yeah. but he was still trying to explain science to everybody. <laughs> well, yeah. So it sounds to me, Brian, like you're probably not going to continue reading this book. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I might. Like, I, I if 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 I'm bored someday and looking for something to read, I might keep going on it just to just to see what happens. But okay, it's definitely gonna be one of those where like I read a couple chapters and then don't pick it up for two weeks. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. There's one last thing I'd like uh, to say about Doctor Stone, which I completely forgot. Is I f- always forget why they call it Doctor Stone, and it's because mm-hmm. they're talking about soap. And how it's the basis of life, and they refer to it as Doctor Stone. They say that like in chapter two, and then it never comes back ever. Again. Yeah, like I, they don't even I show the date again. 
I missed that again because I feel like I looked for that with the first time I read it, and I was like, I don't understand. But okay, that's just the name of this book. Yeah, no, Sen- right, Senku's mean, like- explaining to Taiju. He was like, he was like, you know, cleaning and getting rid of germs. That was our. That was the big moment in history where we were finally able to, you know, like look at like, hey, we can stay alive for longer. And this was the, this was a very important thing. And then he was like, so this is our ultimate thing, Doctor Stone. And then hmm. and then they just don't talk about it for the rest of the series. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I mean, it's like, that's like bleach, right? Like, it, why is it called bleach? Because his hair is orange? Yeah. Okay, and they, everybody um, thinks he bleaches his hair and he's like, yeah. it's my natural hair color. Yeah. No, just, Anyways. Like, just a shonen protagonist. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, speaking, I mean, what the fuck is up with that hair and Dr. Stone? Come on. Um, but yeah, <laughs> let, let's move on. Let's talk about the next book that we had Brian read. This is Act Age or Act Age. I don't know. Um, but this is a story by Tatsuyi uh, Matsuki with art by Shiro Usazaki. I can't read and speak at the same time. <laughs> um, so the idea is that there is a woman who wants to, her name is Ki, and she wants to be an actress. And there is a giant 30,000 person audition. She doesn't get it. But then there's a director who says, I love her acting and his, he is trying to appeal to some studio exec to get this girl key back in to audition for something. And then they have her come in and then they reject her again. And then suddenly she's on the set of a commercial. Um, This story makes no fucking sense from chapter one, but the idea of a shonen manga that is about like someone's acting skill and they don't realize how well they have it or how good they are at doing something that's so hard for people totally makes sense. But this feels so weird as a shonen comic. Um, so, Renee, am I getting this description wrong? I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, I mean, kind of. Uh, it is about Kei Yonagi, who is... Uh, she's basically an orphan. Her father um, left their family, and then her mom died, and so now she takes care of her two younger twin siblings while she's still mm-hmm. in... Uh, I believe she's in middle school at the beginning of the series, and now she's in high school. And so she just kind of does sort of odd jobs in order to take care of her family. And she goes to this audition. And uh, but the point is that she is a method actress. So she Mm -hmm. takes things from that she's experienced and whatnot or things that she's seen and then brings that like the way that she would picture herself um, doing in these scenarios and brings that out. And a lot of people like, oh, that's really weird or that's really dangerous. Like, how can you do that? And a lot of people don't like it like how most people don't like method actors because you're like oh you're kind of taking it too far be less weird or intense and uh uh, you know then there's um a director who is like i have a project that she would be perfect for but not yet uh she's too green so he basically uh takes her and he's going to mold her into the actress that he thinks she can be for the perfect project that he's going to do and he's right uh, he's like an independent director but he's got a lot of a lot of critics love him but he isn't a super success so to speak and then the series is all about molding uh keionagi into um you know one of the great actresses of our time and then she meets different actors and actresses along the way and directors and whatnot yeah and I mean, her backstory is filled with she's got this whole closet full of old movies that she watches and she studies them or something. Um, yeah. So, Brian, I am uh, curious to know what you thought of this book, because I was confused by it 
it from the get-go but then by the second or third chapter i was like oh i could see how this incredibly contrived plot could flourish into a really interesting series as you explain all of the various intricacies of acting so i don't know what were your thoughts yeah i mean right off the bat uh, that's that's not what method acting is <laughs> <laughs> like drawing on your past experiences to inform your performance is just acting acting method acting is when you like the daniel day lewis thing uh, where like he was answering text messages as abraham lincoln mm-hmm. like when it's where you you take on the role and try to become that person in your day-to-day life uh it's why jared leto was such a fucking pain in the ass during suicide squad right so I mean that maybe that that was like a pedantic thing that got me off on the wrong foot with this manga, um, but because like I, I was watching, I was like, "This girl's not a method actor; she's a sociopath. She's <laughs> she's incapable of empathy. Like she she can only show emotions." if she has personally been in the situation described and I would love it if that was like a thing that the book explored, like her learning empathy, but I suspect that's not going to be the case. <laughs> um, also like the, the book started off describing acting as this bizarre form of pleasure, which I thought was like, just creepy enough that <laughs> I was going into it. I was like, is this going to be a weird sex thing? <laughs> Did Renee make us read a weird sex thing? That was kind of, yeah, I got you. Well, no, it's just like, 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 like food wars. Food wars is a weird sex thing. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> He's done it before. I wouldn't be yeah. <laughs> I, Food Wars is another one of those that I but love in concept. I just for, can't get for into the record. I tell everybody when I'm like, if you're gonna read Shokugeki no Soma, just be aware it's weird. Yeah. It's a lot. No, I, I went into that with eyes open. You definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I try to, I try to tell people really, really early on. I was like, look, don't watch this anime if other people are around. <laughs> don't watch it on the bus don't watch it on a plane you watch this in your basement with a blanket around the screen because no one else needs to see this you know maybe just wear headphones you know yeah Yeah. and i don't know about you but i mute all those parts because i'm like i feel weird watching that's also why i don't watch it i read it instead yeah Um, yeah uh but yeah i mean like i i think that the Sorry, I'm having a hard time putting it into words, like with, yeah. with Act Age. Like the reason I did this to you guys is is purely because uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I read it, when I when I heard about what it was, because I didn't want to read it for the longest time, because I was like, oh, it's a manga about acting. I was like, that's so stupid. Then I was like, but Renee, isn't one of your favorite manga about making manga? And I was like, how dare you bring this at me? It's like, isn't your favorite manga about a board game? And I was like, how dare you? brain and i was like well i have to read this now so right uh i just kind of powered through it um and somewhere along the way i don't even remember because i think at first i didn't like it and then somewhere along the way i was like oh i'm really invested in this play that they're doing um and like you know with most manga where i'm like this is an absolutely ridiculous thing i don't even know why i care about reading this and 
eventually I was like, I care a lot about this. I want to know. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think definitely the series takes a turn when Kay um, gets a rival, um, which I think happens fairly early in the series. I don't know what that is. A rival. Like, like a shonen rival, like somebody to compete oh, against. Oh, sorry. In my, so we're talking about acting, and all I can think of is the movie Arrival. Um, <laughs> I, I, was like, I thought you were doing a, a really like big joke, like a real like rival. What's that? I've never heard of that. Well, in a, you said in a Arrival, and I was like, she. So because in, in my head, she owns all these movies. I'm like, maybe she bought the very good sci-fi movie called Arrival, and that's a moment in the series for some reason. Then it tore me. I think time travel is a bit. <laughs> Yeah, again, I, I need to get more sleep, apparently, because I just, <laughs> we're talking about a core mechanic of all <laughs> manga, and I'm just like, no, we're talking about that movie Arrival, right? Okay, anyways, no, so she, she gets, she she gets, gets a, a rival to, person. Yeah, yes. yeah, to uh, act against or act with, you know, this, you know, it kind of changes the story a little bit, and, you know, when she has to go, she, uh, spoiler alert here, because um, I don't think Brian's going to keep reading this, so I don't really care. Um but she sort of gets a little bit more of fame as the series goes on. And then, you know, she has to keep going back to school and, you know, she's, she's, is, she is poor. And so she lives in, in, you know, uh, a public place. She's in the public eye, even though she is a little bit, she's starting to gain fame, but she's still a very regular person and she kind of has to deal with that. And her siblings do and all that. And so there's other things that come into it, come into the series and they, she does come across a bunch of other things with her past and you learn more about both the director and the other actors that uh, she acts with. And they kind of all have their own demons as they do in, you know, manga. And so as I, people tend to yeah, yeah, yeah. stories tend to introduce characters in their flaws. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as the series progresses, I, I think it becomes more interesting, but I, I would agree that if I had only read the first three chapters and had stopped there, I probably would not have continued the series, but, uh, and this is the thing that I do constantly, which is what makes me want to read entire series is I will read, um, one of the newest chapters of the series and I will be like, well, how did we get here? This seems really interesting. Let's go back to the beginning. And I think, uh, that's what drives me to read a series like and that's exactly what happened when i started reading act age i was in the middle of, they, they were in the middle of like a a story arc and i was like i have no idea how we got here so let's find out but i think i think if i had only read the first three chapters with nothing else other than just my friend recommended this to me i don't know if i would have continued i got you it. yeah i think and i think that's a that's a pitfall that i get with every kind of media like definitely not just manga like if I read the first two issues or watch the first two episodes or whatever, and I'm not into it, then that's usually going to be the end of it. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how good it gets later. I'm not, I'm not going to find out. Yeah. If you had only seen the first episode of Grey's Anatomy and didn't have the second episode readily accessible, would you have continued on with the series, Brian? I mean, yes, because the first episode is uh, excellent. It introduces a variety. Oh, well, 
Oh, that's a whole other show. That's a, we'll do that. It's called I Watch Grey's Anatomy. It's a sequel show that we're going to do to I Read Comic Books. Um, we'll Patreon about, only. Here's the other talk thing about is last I've, summer where Brian watched like 14 seasons of Grey's yeah. Anatomy in two months. Okay. Is that, yes, so exactly. here, here's the other thing was that I tried. I actually tried really hard to think of like series that I thought Brian would like. And I did this with Nick. And the thing is, I was like, I kind of failed with Nick because I was like, apparently I don't know what Nick likes. Uh, but I was like, no one I does. was like, I've known I've known Brian for like ten plus years. I was like, I should be able to do this, and apparently not. I'm like, but also, Brian really likes Grey's Anatomy, which I did not see coming. So I was like, maybe I don't know Brian at all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe Brian's tastes have changed over the decade that you've known him. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I feel I, I feel like like ninety percent sure that he probably still listens to the same music that he did back in college. <laughs> yeah that's definitely true my music my music taste stopped developing in 2012 <laughs> gotcha. yeah. well let's let's uh let's move on let's talk about the last series um that we have on our list which is spy x family number one through three this is by tatsia endo um i did not like this first chapter when i first read it but uh renee you do a much better job of this and i should have done this from the get-go what is this book about <laughs> so this book is about a spy named Twilight who uh, <laughs> he has to infiltrate uh, a neighboring country. It's actually a country that's been split into two. So it's kind of um, like East and West Germany uh, during uh, the Cold War. And so uh, Twilight is a spy for I can never remember which country that he is a spy for. Um but he is infiltrating the neighbor country and he's trying to stop um, a war splitting out for between the, the two countries. And so he has to uh, infiltrate a school where the son of a general uh, is at. And he has to try and get close to this general. So he's going to do it through his son. So instead, so in order to do that, he has to adopt a daughter or he has to adopt a child and get her into the school to get close to the son, to get close to the general. So he, basically has to create a family as a spy and not let them catch on. So he adopts a little girl who happens to be psychic, who is also obsessed with spies. And so she knows everything about him and she gets adopted. And then uh, through a series of events, uh, the spy realizes that he needs a wife and then ends up (laughs) marrying an assassin. He meets a woman who ends up being an assassin. Like, it's all a series of quinkies. She just happens to be an assassin. And the only person that is aware of their... They're all hiding this from each other. The only person that knows all the secrets is the little girl who is psychic and can read everybody's minds. And she's like, this is Mm -hmm. the coolest and greatest thing that has ever happened to me. And also, spoiler alert, they eventually get a dog that can see the future. Um, Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. So, um, I, I think this book really didn't hit with me like i said like the first chapter really didn't hit with me but reading through the next two i can kind of feel the charm that this book has and i think i'm gonna keep reading it because it is fucking over the top and insane like the fact that they're like this this very timid woman is also an assassin by night just for some reason tickles me um but yeah brian i want to know what you thought of this yeah i i think that the the moment when we discovered that Anya, this six-year-old child, is also a telepath, was the moment I decided to keep reading this book. <laughs> okay. Like, because it it seems like it's going to be, like, just a, you know, a standard, like, spy narrative or whatever. And then it's like, 
nope, this kid is also magic. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, I, I, how, how beautifully like crafted were the, like the thought bubbles that Twilight has, and then the immediate responses from um, the little girl. Like, she immediately, or Anya, she immediately has things to say in response to his dialogue or thought bubbles. Which I was like, that's really funny because he has no idea what the fuck's going on, and I, yeah. I think like. It's so it's so comedically timed. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I also love yeah. uh, throughout the series. What happens is, is that uh, Twilight or some adult will say a word and Anya hears that word, doesn't know what it means, but knows that's what they want to hear. So she'll say it phonetically and it's written out phonetically. And they're like, like, it looks really funny because she doesn't know what the word means. So it's written out phonetically, which it looks different from the way that the word is spelled. So it's how she hears it. And all the adults are just like, I I mean you're sort of right so I guess we'll yeah okay whatever and they just kind of roll with it and I just for some reason that gag always slays me I just think that is the funniest thing yeah I I, I love that the the name he adopts for this persona is Forger yeah like talk yeah, about that's... hiding in plain sight <laughs> yeah gosh I I love this series I because originally they like dumped I think like the first six or nine chapters on uh the shonen jump app and so that was how i got into the series because i was like oh is this a series that had been finished or something like that but um you know they dumped the first couple chapters and i was like this is absolutely fantastic and then it was running monthly for a while and then i don't know if it's coming out weekly right now i think it is or it's bi-weekly Either way, it quickly became a series that I was absolutely in love with, and I think that it's it's a hoot and a half, possibly even two hoots. I enjoy two it. hoots. <laughs> Listen, it's I uh, it's it definitely brightens the week. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, what did what did you think of the whole uh, meet cute between? Uh... <laughs> uh twilight and the uh, assassin i didn't write anybody's name down i'm so sorry his fake name is smith (laughs) his fake name yeah and lloyd oh what the heck what the heck is her name it's i mean either way isn't it like something briar yo briar your 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 it's yeah it's your and i mean the the fact that like (laughs) he's off on a mission um while he's supposed to go out on this like work party where she where Yor is basically supposed to show up with a boyfriend that she lied about having and someone her her brother was going to check in on her because his friend was going to be there like it's really contrived but it's also ridiculous and so when he shows up at the end and he just blasts the door open bleeding from the head like something about that moment was just fantastic to me like the, it's it's so over the top um and and works like because i think brian like you said like that first chapter really establishes that super serious like this is going to be about spies and information and then it just constantly flips the story on its head as it gets wackier and wackier as things happen right like the old woman getting mugged and then your jumps from like three floors up above to fucking tackle the guy and she can't find him and then you know all of a sudden the little girl knows what she they're looking for so she points she wants cake like it's such a good little like series of events that just is very comical i i dig it yeah i think i put in my notes that this one is weird in all the right ways <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i totally agree with that so we know we've, we've at least got one book that worked for brian so we know that that's good um 
yeah, I guess do you guys do you guys have any other final thoughts about Spy Family or anything else? Any of the other books that we talked about here? Should people really keep reading Doctor Stone, Renee? Should people really keep reading Act Age? Um, I mean, I think I need to go once I finish One Piece. There's a bunch of books that are on my list that I need to finish. Like uh, Haiku, I know ended. I want to read all of Drops of God, but should I read the rest of Doctor Stone and then the alternate series that they did about Doctor Stone? Oh, the mini series of Doctor Stone. If you read Doctor Stone, I don't think you really need to read it. Um okay because it's just it's just the the miniseries that they did for dr stone is is about senku's uh dad who's not really his dad it's his adoptive dad but they look the same um it's weird but uh they they explain what happens to senku's dad in the original series so if you've read the original series you don't really need to um it just kind of has a uh a it's more of like fun. Like you can see how things progressed in uh, the regular series, but also I think the, the side one only is a couple chapters. I read the first like three chapters of it, but then I was like, I already know all of this stuff. I don't really need to know the nitty gritty details about it. Um, gotcha. But I know I, I still read Dr. Stone and act age. I think I see, I, I really, love act age because it gets really you kind of get caught up in it out of nowhere um at least that's how it it felt for me because at first i was just like oh i'm just reading this because i want to get to that point that i saw and i want to know how we got there but then after a while i got really caught up in the series and i really do love the art i think is uh what i love the most about it although every character with black hair looks like k which kind of annoyed me (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) like all the characters with black all the female characters with black hair they all look like the main character and i'm like i don't remember who i'm looking at right now uh but uh, other than that i really love the art which is why i really like that book uh dr stone i love all the gags in it and uh also i love that uh you know senku will come up with ideas they're like what are we gonna make next he goes we're gonna make a drone and remember, everything is in a stone world, like a stone age type thing. So it's like, you know, they don't even have electronics. And he's like, we're going to make a drone. You're like, how in the crap are you going to make a drone? You've got to be kidding me. And yeah. to see, you know, kind of like, it's like watching those those YouTube videos where they're like, we're going to make, we're going to make a functioning irrigation system using a pencil and 12 rubber, rubber bands. You're like, there's no <laughs> yeah, it's like watching primitive technology. I got exactly. you. And so the thing is like, I, that's what I really like about the series. And, you know, as the series progresses, you get a lot of different characters and there's a lot of people to love and you're not just solely focused on Senku. If it was just mainly focused on Senku for the entire series, I think I would be with Brian. I'd be like, I don't know if I can stand this, but because <laughs> Because you get all these other characters, and again, I think when we when they introduce uh, Chrome, who is uh, um, a person that's that's grown up in the Stone Age, spoilers again, um, and I'm really sorry, but there's no other way to talk about this book in the sense when you meet this character who uh, has this love for this thing that he has, he he is refers to himself as a sorcerer at first, and then Senku explains to him that what he has always been obsessed with is actually called science, and Senku. Uh, you know, explains to him, you know, all the things that you can do with science and Chrome kind of just becomes this wide eyed, you know, person that's like science is incredible. I want to learn all about it. I want to know uh-huh. everything. And, you know, so that you sort of see like this very passionate and actually very kind person wanting to learn 
And I think uh, Chrome becomes uh, a very big part of the rest of the series. And uh, it's sort of kind of, I feel like the series would not be as popular as it is without Chrome and the other, the other characters that become a part of the series. Um, And it doesn't really focus on Senku as much, um, even though he's very pivotal to the series. But I would suggest gotcha. I would suggest if if you feel like like Brian does after the first three chapters, I would say what what Mike said: read the first volume, see how you feel. But I think that it is a very good series, and it's a very funny series, and it's very interesting. And I would say it's at least uh, worth that first volume try for sure. All right, you've convinced me. Yeah, I'll, we got. I'll, it. I'll stick it out. I'll, I'll <laughs> read the, it out. At I'll least read the next like five or six chapters. Exactly. Exactly. Um. That's, I mean, yeah. So I was going to say, Brian, so I don't know if you, if you've had a change of heart or anything, but yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate you actually digging in and trying out some stuff because I forget that the first chapter of a lot of these are like 60 pages Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's too much story in one chapter. Um, but yeah, I mean, I appreciate you, you taking the risk with us for this, this week. Yeah, Yeah, it was fun. I'm glad you guys uh, gave me some stuff to check out. Yeah. And I, I I also want to say, say this, that a lot of the times, like we have to remember that manga and mangaka, they're doing this on a week by week basis. So if the story suddenly shifts, it's because they're worried that their series is going to get canceled. Or if there's something really, really in your face, it's because they've been told, or they believe that this is what's going to get them votes in the magazine to stay, you know, doing this thing that they love. Um, not that that's an excuse for some of the weird things that come out because sometimes you're just like, okay, that seems unnecessary, but that's yeah. something to keep. I mean, everyone, everyone should go read Bakuman so they can completely understand what we're talking about here. Um, <laughs> but like, I, have yes, you made I, read Bakuman? No, I'm actually kind of shocked that neither of you gave me that for this. Well, there's, I think, I think we were definitely aiming for newer stuff. I mean, I guess act age isn't, isn't the newest, but, um, Still, yeah, I think Bakuman is is for anybody that wants to get into the sort of nitty gritty of manga. Like, of course, Bakuman's not the exact thing of how the world works in manga, but it's a pretty does a pretty good job, from my understanding, of explaining how manga is created, why creators do some of the things that they do, and what it means to break into the industry that is incredibly competitive, um, especially when it comes to working at uh, on Shonen Jump or you know any of the the monthly magazines that they have and stuff. Um, so yeah, every, everybody should read Bakuman. But anyways, we got to wrap up here. We've been we've been talking about manga for way too long. Um, uh, I could talk and about manga all the time. I, I know that's that's why we've got to stop. So um, thank you guys so much again. Thank you, Brian, for for taking some risks here and trying some books. And I'm glad that you at least found a book that you were you're into at least to continue reading. Um, if not, too, we'll see where you are with Doctor Stone. Um, but yeah, you can follow us all on Twitter. You can follow Brian at Brian Head. You can follow Renee at Rodriguez Twenty Nine. You can follow me at Mike Rappin and the show at IRCB Podcast, where I post things and stuff. And I do want to say thank you to all the people on Patreon in specific over the last few months i know that it's been really rough folks have been up and down with with everything that's going on um but your continued support has really made our show possible and we've been trying to do a lot of really interesting things on patreon so i hope you've been enjoying it please let us know if there's anything you want to hear us do we're wrapping up saga of saga like it's going to be done in a couple of days couple of weeks i think um so if you guys want to see another long form story please let us know reach out to us we're up for practically anything maybe not something as long as saga but maybe something a little shorter maybe a run on a specific big two series or maybe an indie series that you'd like to see us cover um we'd love to hear it so please let us know this show and our many subscriber only episodes are powered by fans like you on patreon as mike said you know it's uh, we really appreciate it all so you can join now at patreon.com slash ircb podcast 
And if you haven't already, please go ahead and give us a rating and a review on the podcatcher of your choice. Uh, give us five stars if you like what we're doing. It'll help us uh, climb the ranks and do more cool stuff. Uh, if you want to communicate with us more directly, you can always join us on Discord at ircbpodcast.com forward slash Discord. And uh, make sure to tell a friend or two about the show. Infinity Shred is the best band in the universe. They do all of our music. Xander is a great friend, a great GM, and also a fantastic editor. He's the best. I want to say thank you to Brian and Renee for being on this episode. I want to say thank you to everyone out there who continues to listen and support our show. It truly means the world to us that you guys are listening to this. And until next time, comics are good, and so are you. Comics are good.